We were all going to be Joe Exotic, and it was going to be so much fun. This is Corey, and this is the Anthem Podcast. Uh, this is really severely cutting into my war zone time, Corey. We're going to have to talk about it. But uh, given the nature of the news stories we have this week, I think we might want to consider going Rogan style. Just <laughs> three hours. Four hours uninterrupted, and we'll just get high the whole time. <laughs> but yes, you're, uh, welcome to the Earth, the Anthem podcast. Uh, this is episode 422 of the show, and uh, we are coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcast of choice the easiest way. Anchor.fm forward slash O The Anthem. And check out everything at OTheAnthem.com. Uh, we're streaming live right now on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter via Periscope, and uh, what's the last one? God damn it. Facebook? YouTube? No, did I say it? YouTube, that's the other one, yeah. <laughs> uh, and no matter where you are, we can see your comments, so make sure that you put your comments and questions in, and we'd like to take those as part of the show, although less often now because we have a lot to get to. Go ahead. Yes. Well, right up at the top, uh, it's Halloween. Ooh. Ooh, we might all die of COVID. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I listen, we want to say happy Halloween to everyone. I want to say two things in particular. Number one, this time last year, we were prepping for a super fun night. Uh, time Hop is reminding me that, you know, we went to like four or five bars. What is going on? All right, we went to like four or five bars, uh, and uh, I got to dress up in my little steampunk outfit, and by that I mean I was forced to dress up in a steampunk outfit, and Corey wore a suit and called it a uh, Gatsby outfit with just him in a suit with his hair slicked back, uh, but we went out to a couple places, and it was it was fine. It was a fine time, um, and uh, I think we, in true 35-year-old fashion, we were home by like 1130, which is also fantastic when you yeah, ask me. Yeah, the great way of doing it. Uh, but uh, it's different. This year sucks uh, for a lot of reasons. One, Apple has the exclusive rights to It's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, so you can only see it on Apple+. Plus. Uh, I have Apple+, Plus, so screw the rest of you guys. <laughs> um, but also because we're not going to be able to go out to bars. And when I say that, what I mean is you should not go out to bars. Because, yeah. yes, you can theoretically in some places go out to bars. But you absolutely should not do that because it's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm also kind of terrified about what is going to happen post trick or treating because kids are going to school. Kids are getting sick. Some kids aren't getting tested because if one kid tests positive, then they shut down the school. Mm -hmm. So like parents mm -hmm. are not getting their kids tested. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really worried. I mean, just overall in the last seven days, we've seen the highest spike of coronavirus cases since the beginning of this whole thing with an average of almost 70,000 a day for the seven day average. Yeah, including eighty nine thousand one like a couple days ago, which was the high. This is not setting up to be a very good situation, and I I just uh, I love Halloween. I think a lot of people love Halloween, and uh, I would love to celebrate Halloween, but I think we have to all just for the better, the greater good. We all just need to sit tight and don't worry about it this yes. year. So um, you can stay at home. I, I mean, listen. Uh, I was trying to plan a remote uh, holiday party for my work, mm. and basically everyone's suggestions were all things which were not safe. Like, hey, why don't we just let people get together in like groups of 10, and then we'll video chat in, but it'll be like five groups of 10 instead of everybody. And I'm like, all right, nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut this. We're not going to do this um, because you guys are going to use this as an excuse to do something dumb, and then I'm going to feel bad when half of my staff dies. Uh, although they're young and healthy, so they probably won't. Um, yeah. It, this is the new normal. Uh, it sucks. 
I'm not going home for Thanksgiving. I don't think you're going home for Thanksgiving, are no. you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Roberto is, but, you know, it's uh, it's a different situation. Oh, by the way, thank you, Roberto, for joining us as our producer yet again. Um, four weeks in after joining us, he is now going to bail out for, like, the next eight weeks. So I'm glad we've gotten <laughs> used to this new setup. So we are in the, the market for a producer. You have an eight-week trial. If you do really well, you'll be the permanent producer. So uh, just let us know. But happy Halloween, everybody. It's honestly one of my favorite holidays. Um, you can, uh, I, I, I know personally on the Everyman Movie Review, I'm doing some reviews of scary movies. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're doing that as well. I saw the trial of Chicago 7 was up. So, yep. yes, I, clearly you are doing terrifying movies. So, <laughs> if anybody's Terrifying in a different way. Yeah, yeah, in like, oh, wait, eight people who have nothing to do with each other are charged with a conspiracy that could end their lives. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but have, have, have fun, be safe. My nephew dressed up in his little costume was adorable. My sister took him to like a trunk or treat thing where they were limiting people coming in and like doing it as safely as possible, but also giving him the memory of trick or treating. That's about as much as I will um, give my permission for it. Not that you yeah. my permission, but like uh, don't be drunk somewhere. That That's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, you know. Not that I've made out with a random girl in a bar on Halloween <laughs> in like five years, but it happened. Yeah. And me at 3 a.m. in a bar in New York City did not think about whether or not, hey, does this girl have the flu? <laughs> Let right. alone the flu that could kill me. So, Well, I mean, uh, and, you know, that's the the worst part is I, I feel like that, that some young people, and by young people I mean like 20-year-olds. <laughs> younger than us. <laughs> yeah, younger than us. I feel like some younger people than us are still trying to figure out a way to manage a full social life and have coronavirus at the same time. Not like have Corona, but like in the age of coronavirus. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes I just feel like the time is almost up. Like some people are just put like, we were all like not surprised that Trump got sick, Mm -hmm. but surprised it kind of took so long. Like there's sort of a similar feeling, I think with a lot of people who are, who have been doing excessive things and will probably do excessive things come Halloween time. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned uh, probability, and <clears throat> once we get down to COVID, I'll, I'll talk about that too. Like, eh, yeah, people are being dumb. So, yeah. But uh, I had that time off today, Corey, that reminded me that, uh, uh, what, 10, eight years ago, how, however many years ago, I said, oh my God, I realized I'm about, I'm two months from turning 26, which is closer to 30 than 20. Oh, time flies. I'm getting so old. And fuck younger you, or younger <laughs> me, bro. You're an asshole. I hate you. Uh, See, but, but tw- also, 26 year old you probably would still go to 100%, 100%. still go to uh, uh, the pub and have a Halloween and some dumb girl would invite me somewhere and I would be like, oh, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. I'll yeah. mask up. And then two hours after starting drinking, there's no mask and I'm making out with a stranger in the back. So, yeah, that would happen. Yeah. Uh, but 26 uh, year old me would also not have to worry about the future of his country now being in the hands of a 42 year old woman uh, who takes orders from her husband and thinks that that is just how society is going to run. And as you aptly put, um, he would, uh, 26 year old me who was looking at going to law school at that time, uh, wouldn't have to worry about reading uh, Supreme court decisions that read like an eighth grade book report, yeah. which is <laughs> what I'm afraid we're going to have to be doing. So to be fair, her, her state, usually the first statements of a, any statement that c- happens before you actually put on the robe, the actual robe yeah. is very perfunctory and very yeah. like, I am so glad for this opportunity to be nominated by the president, to be confirmed by the Senate. Like, you know, it's it's very paint oh, by numbers. By but. perfunctory, you mean uh, completely full of lies and will be undone in a matter of weeks? Well, I mean, like, you know, it's it's something that needs to be said, but 
doesn't need to have any expl- you know additional explanation put to it. Like. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> right. So uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, that might be because you fell asleep for, I don't know, uh, 10 days and didn't realize that we a Supreme Court justice died and then we nominated a new one got through the confirmation and then um, she's confirmed and now on the Supreme Court yeah so that's uh, that's cool that's a cool <laughs> thing that happened um, and because she is young uh, I like I said I said 42 but I think she's in her early 40s that's, yeah. she's not the youngest justice right now I don't think but she's there um, she's up there yeah yeah or down there I down there yeah um and uh, she belongs to a Christian sect that is very, very strict. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a lot of questions that went unanswered because Diane Feinstein decided she uh, didn't want to do her job. Right. And, don't tell me how to do my job. I've been doing this for 30 years and you're not even 30 years old. By the way, you know, you know who ended up in a, uh, a Senate Democrat or a Senate Republicans uh, video for raising money? Uh, Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein. For what? <laughs> for talking about how great Lindsey Graham was and how wonderful this whole thing was. It became an ad that the Republicans ran to talk about how great they are and how they work so bipartisanly all the time. And you know what? If the Democrats are so great, <laughs> don't, why do they lose so goddamn always? Don't 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 put it aside though, because Chuck Schumer talked to her. So you know we're done now. We don't need to. We don't need to do anything. So there was there was words between Chuck Schumer and Diane Feinstein. So clearly this isn't going to happen again. So <laughs> I was trying to keep this out of the political discourse because this is a very important election and we need to make sure that we we treat it with the solemnity solemnity that it deserves. But I'm going to renew after this election. Uh, so after next Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, just as a preview, guillotine. Giant guillotine yeah. right there on the National Mall. I'm thinking that is the solution to all these problems. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, back to the topic, which is Comey Barrett. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's she said in her statement that uh, it was a long and grueling process, which was untrue, mm-hmm. uh, and that she is not going to rule from the bench, which is untrue. Um, and she basically told everyone what their jobs were. Uh, after having no one have done that job at all for the last three weeks. Um, It's disappointing that this is the state of our democracy, and now we are left in a position where the incoming administration and likely the incoming Senate, which will be changing hands, and the House, which will have a much greater majority, I would assume, will either have to decide to redefine what high crimes and misdemeanors mean so that they can do an impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they do that, do you go after Coney Barrett or do you go after Kavanaugh who, I mean, the quickness of the hearing aside, Kavanaugh clearly seemed like he was not qualified for the seat and still got put on the court. Then you get somebody who is maybe equally or more qualified, but doesn't have the personal issues that I think Kavanaugh had. So, I mean, the problem is that I think that the Democrats will face when say they win the Senate and the presidency and the Congress and they have the whole thing right there. Uh, There's kind of a don't cry over spilled milk part of this, which I think that you got outplayed by the Republicans when you didn't get Gorsuch or when you didn't get uh, Garland Garland. Sorry. And then, uh, you know, Gorsuch was by all, by all means fair because new election, you you could appoint somebody and they voted on him. Uh, Kavanaugh, much the same way there, you know, you could talk about whether or not there was a 
inopportune deal with Kennedy that got him out of the seat, and, which there absolutely was. But yeah, and Kavanaugh takes this the place. Uh, you could you could definitely make that argument, but then you'd have to prove that. And then on top of that, the uh, going against the words of that were used against Garland and pushing through Coney Barrett, and none of these are illegal. They're all just very skeevy, you know, like yeah. Uh, my and that's the problem. There, <laughs> you can be as skeevy as you want. Look at McConnell. Yep. As long as it doesn't cross the line into illegal, then there's really nothing that can be done unless you're willing to change the system. My the pin tweet that I have on uh, on Twitter, and you can follow me at Robert Enchico on Twitter, uh, is a, a quote which I cannot remember the source for, and I probably should have sourced better because I thought to myself, I'll always remember where this came from. <laughs> Don't ever do trust that. Uh, but it's. It's not about whether you win or lose. Sometimes it's about how many pages you add to the rule book. And that is how Republicans play the game. Yeah. They look for that gray area where, like, this is really bad taste, but it's not illegal, so let's do it. And Democrats go to this place. I, I mean, I mentioned on the ride over here today that Obama went into Obamacare saying, you know, Lieberman aside, I want it to be that both sides to agree. I want this to be a bill that everyone can get behind. I don't want it to be a 51 49 vote. I want it to be a 70 30 vote. You know, let's get solid support behind it. Yeah. And compromise, compromise, compromise. And then Republicans went on the attack as soon as they could. And instead of saying the Republicans going to the court now saying, we need to get rid of this single payer healthcare system and go back to a system of insurance. They're saying, let's pull pre-existing care yeah. from people or, or the protections against uh, blocking for people. Well, the care. idea being that we'll give you our plan as soon as the old one's gone. Yeah. Like, we can't do anything about our plan until the old one's gone. But yeah. nobody's even talking about what the new plan is. So yeah, they don't have one. Yeah. Uh, and um, other than Caitlin, Kaylee McEnany, like dropping like the biggest binder I've ever seen on Leslie Stahl. A blank yeah. binder. Well, it had things in it, but it was like memos that were like kind of unrelated to healthcare. It was just like, when you're trying to make the binder look as big and impressive as possible so yeah. you fill it with every memo you have from the last four years. And yeah, listen, if you're in college, here's a secret. Uh, after every period, make a second period and then look, search for period after period and co uh, highlight the second period, make it white and make it 24 point font and it will add pages to your uh, <laughs> report and it doesn't look like it on the page. It looks yeah. fantastic. Um but just a big period, just, it just a, but it's white. So it's hidden, it's yeah. hidden from everything else. Um, but yeah, so, uh, one point of contention is going to come up very quickly, which is today the Republican party of Pennsylvania refiled their lawsuit, which, uh, had just been decided last Thursday by the Supreme court that, um, any ballot that had a postmark date of election day or with the that the uh, postmark date was unclear would be counted in the election. Yeah. And they lost at every single stage on the way up. The judges deferred to the side of more voting is okay. Yeah. Might have been late. Who cares? Like, let's count the votes that we want to count. They got to the Supreme Court and they hit a 4-4 split because Roberts sided with the liberal justices and split the court. They refiled today. And they didn't refile today because they thought the district court of Pennsylvania would feel differently or the appellate court or the Supreme court of Pennsylvania. They are going to rush this through so that in four or five weeks it's before a new Supreme court. And here's the test. If this new justice really wants to stick to the words of her opening little speech here, mm -hmm. she will recant or not recant, uh, recuse, recuse herself, herself. Yeah. and 
It'll be 4-4 split again, and it'll send it back. And they'll probably send it back with some warning to the litigants about wasting the time of the judicial system. Yeah. Um, which doesn't have any impact, except for it makes you think twice about filing again, because then even if you have something you might win on, they'd be uh, you're worried well, I mean, they're like, going to look at it and be like, nope. Legally, they have to change something about the case too, right? I mean, like there has to be some... There, there was some... Uh, something put in the the judgments at, when it reached every stage that they reapply their law to up their lawsuit at some point. I mean, like it can't be, it can't be, you know, like lawsuit ABC. It now has to be lawsuit ABCD. Well, no, I think what happened is that they filed based on a theoretical uh, uh, posting, like a theoretical mm-hmm. uh, what was the ballot going to look like. Yeah. Then they, now they have the ballot, so now they can refile based on like. Well, now we know right. the, there's no reason why the postmark date would ever be blurred because, look, this is the ballot. And now it's exactly my understanding is it's exactly the same case. It was re- basically refiled with clarifying points, but it's the same. It's the same case. Yeah. And um, there's going to be a lot of that. The court has heard uh, the uh, Obamacare bill in the last, what, uh, six months. Mm-hmm. They have heard uh, arguments against Roe versus Wade in the last year. They've heard many very controversial cases in the last year, and yet they people are refiling the cases as soon as they heard that uh, RGB had died. They yeah. refiled because they're like, we're going to get a conservative justice, and we want it to be up at the Supreme Court as soon as possible. If she has any any fortitude, which she doesn't, and that's fine, but if she did, she would recuse herself from all of those cases and just say, oh, well, the court already heard this, so I'm going to allow the court that heard this already to rule on it so that um, my being here doesn't change things. Yeah. Especially if it's the same parties refiling the same case. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Moving on. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's a huge outbreak of coronavirus that has gotten worse in the last seven days since we last spoke. Oh, uh, you mean in the West Wing where the uh, president was sick and all of that? Not just there. All over the country. Oh, wow. If you look at uh, basically any state that was not originally in all the hot spots so other than like you know washington and oregon and california and new mm-hmm. york and mm-hmm. florida like all those states seem to have calmed down a little bit but everywhere else in the country effectively is getting hit really hard yeah um interesting <clears throat> map this morning so cnn has the uh the moving seven day average yeah um guess how many states are moving in the right direction uh 10 Zero. You know how many are moving, uh, trending slightly in the right direction, meaning they might still be positive, but they're moving down. Is that the 10? That's zero. Okay. How many are holding steady? Is that 10? Nope. That's one. That is Hawaii. And the only reason they're holding steady is because they literally can stop you when you get off the plane and be like, erp. Uh, (laughs) Hang out for a little bit. Quarantine. Yeah. Uh, Everywhere else, people are just sneaking across. I mean, California has that fruit stand inspection station. We've been stopped at like one time of the 40 <laughs> times we've crossed the border. Um, Do you no. buy anything in Nevada? No. Nope. <laughs> A lot of alcohol. That's in here. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was in here. <laughs> Not currently. 15 hours ago, yes, and I gestated it. <laughs> no uh, no need me to get on the side of the road and start touching my nose or nothing. By the way, I'd fail because I just started touching my cheeks. Next completely. Yeah. Uh, so the Let next- this be my baseline for when they... <laughs> <laughs> play this video for them. This is me usually. I don't know. Um, but no, the next phase is trending in the wrong direction. And there you have, Corey, the 10 states. Yeah. That brings us to 11, which means things aren't out of control, but they are looking like they're heading that direction. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the remainder of the, let me get my math right here, I believe that makes it 39 states. Uh, actually, it's 40 technically because uh, CNN and these pollers count D.C. as a State. It's not a state, but they're yeah. in the count. Right. So uh, they are trending, not trending in the wrong direction, but headed in the wrong direction. So much so that case count is up so high, they're already expecting hospitalizations to start moving upwards. And then deaths will move upwards shortly after that. Well, and the, the real major concern here on that regard is that, you know, if you get coronavirus in New York and it starts getting to the point where it overstaffs hospital or like you're, you're overfilling hospitals and you're at 110% capacity or something like that. There's at the very least a meanings of an infrastructure to be able to expand a little bit if necessary. Like if New York is at a hundred percent of their hospitals and more people get sick, they have a means of at least getting an extra 10% of space somewhere. Oh, if it's, um, you drive 40 minutes to Connecticut or, or, or they, you know, like make the Javits center, like somewhere where you can sure. put some hospital beds or something mm-hmm. like that. And you know, like there's more doctors there to be able to move about all the different places. Like you can, it's not ideal, but you can kind of make it work if you're in a huge metropolitan area. Oh yeah. The 10 million in, people in the Metro. Area, right. right. If you're, course, if yeah. you're in Boise <laughs> and your hospital gets like to a hundred percent capacity, you're kind of fucked like yeah. and that's the that's the real problem is that like you know before when when the first uh, you know like huge spikes were happening it was in cities and it was mostly places where they could uh, you know uh, all all thanks to our healthcare uh brothers and sisters who have done everything they possibly can to keep this from getting yeah. worse but you know like uh, cities are more able to handle this sort of influx of patients where you know, Des Moines is not. So. Well, and I mean, the other thing is that inevitably your healthcare workers are going to get sick too. Yeah. And you have the ability to say, oh, we have 15,000 doctors in the metro area. Yeah. Okay, great. So if 10%, 15, 20% of them get sick, we can still stretch and cover. And when they recover, hopefully they recover, and someone else gets sick, they'll be back. And now they're theoretically immune, right? Yeah. doesn't work in Boise where you have four doctors or whatever and it's just like okay so three of our four doctors are sick um so we have one doctor working at the four local hospitals and that's where we are right now a lot of registered nurses um veterinarians making a call for veterinarians anybody out there who can uh yeah you know do medicine so it's it's not a good situation um and the numbers trending in the wrong direction in urban areas includes washington dc yeah and it's not exempt including the West Wing of the White House, even though I joked about the president earlier, the vice president well, now be, having a cluster. To be fair, he'd be in the OEOB, right? So, Oh, true. And maybe he's in Annapolis. Oh, wait, no, but uh, he's in neither of those places because despite that five people around him testing positive, <laughs> he's, out, he's out on the road. <laughs> um, because, as you know, Corey, the vice president, in his capacity as a candidate for vice president for next year, yeah. is an essential federal worker in a way that doesn't violate, you know, hundreds of election laws. Well, hold on. I mean, listen, you, you're, what you're trying to do is you're trying to debilitate the Trump campaign from being able to run the campaign that they want. Because without the the unbelievable sex appeal of a Mike Pence going around the country and wooing people into voting for the Trump campaign. I mean, like there's no, listen, I would agree. There's with no you. way that they're going to win this unless they get sexy Mike out there. I'd give you that point. Doing if, his, doing his little like uh Matthew McConaughey moves. The and, shuffle. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I would agree. With I you. see a lot of lawbreakers in the crowds and that. 
God. <laughs> I want everyone to put that mental picture together. Mike Pence doing the can Mike we, the Can McConaug. we get a deep fake? Can we get a deep <laughs> fake of Pence? Oh, we can McConaug. 100% do that now. There's an app that we can do that with. Um, but no, uh, I would 100% agree with you if the candidate himself wasn't trying to debilitate his own campaign <laughs> at every turn, basically. Um, so instead, we have uh, an outbreak. Basically, he I think his people made the argument that he wasn't in close proximity to the people who have come up positive. Yeah. People which included his chief of staff. Right. And his body man, the guy who holds the mints and the hand sanitizer for him was not in close contact with him. Yeah. And I know mother's got a problem with women being around, but I, I would assume unless his proclivities are otherwise, she wouldn't mind no, he went, he, he went to a camp for that. He's okay. He's, oh, okay. He got they, that they taken care got of. Got that out of him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's... He prayed that away, if you will. <laughs> I think it comes... Down, and, and I mean, we're going to talk about the, uh, the... I guess we can just talk about the election impact. And it's, you know, uh, Biden is up by 10 points on mm. a national level. Uh, and people are asking, like, well, why? Why is he up so high? Because the number one issue... If it doesn't impact you, but the one you're thinking about, no matter what, fracking is very important. If you work in a fracking family, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, the economy is very important, especially if you're not working right now, like (laughs) some folks that we know. The economy is very important if, you know, you earn money for work. Yeah. (laughs) But dying from a disease that we can't seem to get a handle on is the most important issue. <laughs> Nor, according to Mark Meadows, are we trying to get a handle on it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, who uh, was it? Meet the Press this Something week? Like, it was the one with Taffer. Oh, is it State of the Union? I can't remember. I don't watch the show. I don't so. watch the Sunday shows. Yeah. It's, it's just theater. Way, they're early on the East Coast. Up in, in Pacific <laughs> time, I don't... If you're a political junkie, watching the Sunday shows is like watching the opera. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like but, too much. It's like too much like... There's a pageantry better, and stagecraft and there's like, a better chance I catch that before I go to sleep than there is that I get up <laughs> in up time to watch those 7 a.m. and watch God. State of the Union. I mean, the my favorite thing about football this year has been that I don't have to get up early because really only place I'd be going is to someone else's house, not yeah. to a bar where we can like socialize and do the whole thing. Right. So but uh, Biden's up by 10 points and he's up by 10 points per the national polls because Everyone is like, yeah, Trump can do the economy, but um, if I don't survive this thing, I don't care about the economy. And fracking jobs are great, but if I don't survive this thing, it doesn't matter that I, I have a job in my industry. Like, yeah. And it's not shifting hardcore people, but what we're seeing is that the the number of undecideds is very low compared to previous elections. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that this has been an issue, and I want to make sure we talk about it, Corey, because everyone is saying... Yeah, but, yeah, but 2016. Yeah, but 2016. And I don't know how many times I can see Nate Silver on TV or hear him or something that he said be put on TV. But basically what he said is, first of all, we called Hillary losing in 2016. None of the news people wanted to hear it. They well, they so they didn't call her losing on the but state they, by state basis. Though, well, I mean, the, what what they effectively said, just to to be clear, ahead, is clarify, like they yeah. they had they had a 20% chance of Trump winning. And they were very clear, like, listen, this means that more likely than not, Hillary will win. But there is still a chance that Trump can siphon off enough states somehow Mm -hmm. and win. And that's what he did. He won Wisconsin and Michigan and, you know, all the swing states he needed. And that was was the election. It was going to be a close electoral vote 
no matter what. Right. And if he could swing just a couple of those. Well, and, you know, again, 10,000 votes in Michigan or Wisconsin changes this election. Yep. And Hillary wins instead. And, you know, the, the other thing that people always seem to forget when they're, like, reapplying the 2016 map to this one is mm-hmm. that people didn't want to vote for Hillary. Yeah. Like, there were people who liked Hillary, for sure. There was a steady part of her base that were just like, I'm so happy she's running. I'm so happy to be voting for the first woman president, blah, 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 et cetera, like that. Most of the Democratic Party, though, was begrudgingly voting for Hillary. Yes. Like, and it's not nobody's first choice was Hillary. Some like, people, like me, just said, I'm not going to vote for her. Yeah. I refuse to. Um, But that was also before we knew what Trump would be like as a president. It was a theoretical President Trump. And right. now we know. And that is not as big of an impact because people are like begrudgingly, yes, but also saying, I, I'm not sitting this one out. No. We well, I mean, like lose. Trump's Trump's waging a campaign like he's the competitor, or like the opponent. Like yeah, like he's coming Biden in. is the president. Yeah. Like. Uh, and it just doesn't work. I, 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 you know, like his only hope is that he's the the outcast insurgent who like comes out from nowhere. Like, yeah. but I mean, to address that problem, um, one pollsters are have refigured the way that they do national the national number. The national number takes way more impact from local polls now mm-hmm. because essentially what we saw, which by the way was correct. Hillary won the popular vote nationwide. She yeah. swung it by two point three million votes. But 10,000 votes in Wisconsin that went the other way changed the electoral outcome of that state, which helped change the Electoral College, which is, by the way, if you haven't listened to the latest episode of Rob Explains, how we elect a president. Your vote means very little on how we elect a president. It only impacts your state. So, um, And you could win California by a margin of 95% to 5%. You that don't only, get more electoral college. It only gets you yeah. 54. That's what you're going to get. Um, but the other part of this is that they are looking at local polls too. And I think that, you know, again, not to to kind of spike on CNN with this, but they're the ones that I have seen do the best job of this where they're saying, okay, so let's say we're wrong. And let's say Trump does take Wisconsin, Ohio, Florida, Michigan. He's still at 248 because yeah. he's losing ground other places. By the way, if you're a Democrat running, there is nothing better than a goddamn astronaut running for Senate in a state who's your party leading you into your election. Because the things that uh, now his name escapes me, Mark Mark uh, Kelly, Mark Kelly has done in Arizona to be like, hey, you voted for John McCain, an American hero. I'm betting you voted for him because he was an American hero, not because he was Republican. I'm an American hero. You should vote for me. And the people being like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I'm a Democrat now. I'm going to vote for a Democrat. And then that somehow transferring to like, well, you know, Biden. Also- <laughs> well, not, I mean, like also in, in, in Mark Kelly's uh, advantage, too, is that Martha McSally is just like, you know, like a, an algorithm of all the worst parts of the Republican yeah, Party. Also like, that. Yeah, also so, that. That helps, so, too. Like, uh, it's not like Arizona has kind of like, you know, like over the years been like shifting slightly blue. Like yeah. they've they've been a solid red state for so long. And sort of as the population growth boomed. So, like, what what's inter- the problem is that everyone wants to see one number and say, oh, Biden's up by 10. So yeah. he's going to win the election by 10 percent. And that's going to equal this many electoral votes. No. no, 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 no. You really have to break it down on a state by state basis. Yeah. So, like, in a case of something like Arizona, you have 
major population centers, which is Phoenix and all the cities that sort of like surround Phoenix, but oh, makes it you the mean large. Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. All the cities that are just in neighborhoods of Phoenix. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, you have Tucson and there's like a couple other like population centers, but they aren't nearly Phoenix and Tucson. Yeah. And then the rest of the state is very rural and red rural and red and uh, for the most part uninhabited yeah like it's it's uh, it's very low propensity voters around the rest of the state so as the population center grows in the cities the state moves more left yeah so the question you have for yourself in arizona is kind of the same thing you have with yourself in like uh michigan for instance like michigan is for all intents and purposes like area wise very red but there's so many people in Detroit who are Democrats and and a couple other like Lansing, I think, is very yep. uh, blue mm-hmm. and a couple other spots. But like it's like a solidly it looks like it's 80 percent red if you looked at it on like a county level. And that's but then the population centers are where the blue votes come from. And that is what makes Michigan such a solid blue vote most of the time is because. Most of the people live in Michigan and Lansing. They don't live I, in uh, Detroit and Lansing. They don't live in. I really want to find the graphic, but it was a very cool graphic that showed that, like, if let's break it down by county, blue red counties, and they yeah. show the whole map, and you see, like, wow, there is so much red. Yeah. And then the the map basically tilts to like a seventy degree angle, and it's like now we're going to show you population, and like the blues skyrocket up out of the map, and just the reds are just all at level, and you can see that like. Yes, there's a lot of conservative Republican people here. They're very spread out over a lot of landmass. But a lot of Democratic, a lot of blue leftist voters live in these very small counties. And, uh, I mean, I, I talked about it on the podcast, too. It's just, you know, when you get in a place like California, that's great. If California really wanted to help the union, they would break up into four states. You would yeah. have one conservative state and three very blue states. But right now we're of a lot of population in a very blue state that does no good. You get 54 votes. That's all you're going to get. Well, so. I mean, you can see this in like New York as well. Yeah. Cause like, if you look at like where the, the congressmen in New York are like, obviously everything in New York city is just solid blue. Yeah. As far as the, eye can see you get some uh, out in Suffolk actually is, I, I think the one in Suffolk, when is, you get uh, to the edge of long Island yeah. is where you start getting a little bit conservative. But the closer hands. towards the city is the is the liberal bastion there. Yeah. And then over top of New York and like, you know, New Rock City and Yonkers and stuff like that, you have sort of like more Democratic levels, yep. but it starts teetering out a little bit. And then as Going you go now. further north, it starts getting redder and redder until eventually you get to like college towns and stuff like well, that. Like I was Buffalo, say that- Buffalo and Albany and stuff like that start tending blue. But you'll look at where the population centers are is where all the all the Democrats are and where nobody lives is where all the Republicans are. Yeah. And you say, wow, New York looks like it's a really red state. And then you realize that more people live in New York City than live in any of those red areas of the state. So they all shove themselves into five counties. The the mile and a half of Manhattan has like four congressmen. Yeah. And there are four congressmen for everything north of Albany and west to Canada, like border to Canada. It's yeah. A, a third of the state has four congressmen and so does the borough of Manhattan. Yeah. Also has four congressmen. So it's in that mindset of, again, also I really love that map on New York because it was so weird. It's like, oh, there's so much red with just these little dots of blue in the north. But you tilt and you just see like Buffalo, like um, oh, I hate all those towns with the the uh, 
Native American names that I can't yeah. pronounce. But um, you know, Albany, Buffalo, and then like uh, no, Ronkonkoma is uh, on Long Island. Yeah. Uh, anywhere there's a SUNY, anywhere there's a SUNY <laughs> school, is just this like one dot of blue. Yeah. That is a thousand times higher than all of the red around it. And right. It's an amazing view just to be like the number of the landmass by population is completely reversed essentially like the number of people that we that you have within a city versus the number of acres you have per person is nearly di- diametrical to the each, I mean, to each other this is part of the reason why we have two states that have split votes yes so iowa and maine both have split nebraska votes and maine. is it nebraska, nebraska i thought it was yeah. iowa no nope, nebraska because uh the two major cities lincoln and uh the other one in the east, mm-hmm. they have um, they're in one district, and then the rest of the state yeah, is yeah, one yeah. district, and then Maine so it's is like, the let's same way. Separate the Democrats from the rest of the. It, honestly, it, it, I know it works out that way. I know it wasn't intended that way, but it looks like it was intended that way. Yeah, Maine's the same way. Portland um, and uh, Bangor, yes, yeah. are in one district, and then it's like the rest of the north part of the state. Right, it's, one's red, one's blue, and then you get bonus for winning statewide. So yeah. inevitably. In Maine, the Democrat wins statewide, and then one district, and two of two of the votes, I think, go to yeah. the other guy. So, but uh, just thirty seconds before we leave here, yeah. Uh, just if because we were talking about COVID here, uh, sometimes I think it's good to look at places where they've managed to do well in as opposed to others, and see what kind of lessons we can learn from that. Uh, L.A. Times article this week talked about San Francisco's success and mm-hmm. that if the rest of the country had followed the same sort of path that San Francisco had laid forward, that they imagined that the deaths would be somewhere around 50,000 as opposed to... Well, that's not that much less than what we have. 220,000. Oh, oh yeah. Now. yeah. Um, and 50,000 is much more in line with per capita other countries. Right, like other ones who have been doing well yeah. throughout this whole thing. And 50,000 would probably mean that we would be having school in person again and mm-hmm. uh, you know, a whole bunch of other things that we don't get to do right now. But, uh, uh, there would always be a fall wave, but there probably would have been no second wave in the summer. It would be like if people would have gotten in, but yeah. you know, like people are saying like, well, what does this actually apply? A couple of these things don't really like help because San Francisco is an industry town. So mm-hmm. the tech companies told people to work from home way earlier than other people could because yeah. you can't really work from home if you run a restaurant. So, they had an advantage there. They also have the advantage of having 50 years of trust in the healthcare system within San Francisco because they were forthright and honest through them throughout the whole AIDS epidemic, which really ravaged San Francisco more than most cities. Uh, And, you know, they just did everything that, you know, from distancing to mass to contact tracing, which they seem to be doing and nobody else seems to be doing. Well, also uh, the like, AIDS crisis helped them with contract. They've already been doing contact tracing for, well, and people knew years. that, I mean, like part of the reason, like, you know, you could do contact tracing right now if you wanted to, you could, there's an app on everyone's phone, Android and iOS where yep. you can set up for contact tracing and they will let you know if you ran into anybody who said that they've tested positive, if they also had the contact, if they also app. had the contact yeah. tracing app, but a lot of people don't want to do it because they're fearful that the government is now watching what you're doing. Like they're getting your exact GPS coordinates or wherever you're going. Yep. And there's a distrust in the government, but there isn't a distrust in San Francisco like that because they've shown that they are very serious about keeping sort of the privacy aside. So, yeah. And I mean, I think that's the difference too. It's not just if, I think San Francisco city had the app, right? That was the other thing is that yeah. the city put out their own app and that's different. I don't trust 
Google's. I don't trust Apple's. I don't trust any. I don't trust the national gun, but it's different if you are associated with the city. And I know another example you used is like Baltimore, the way that we felt there about uh, Johns Hopkins. That yeah. like the people from Johns Hopkins come out and say, this is serious. We got to take it seriously. And everybody's like, oh, oh sh- I don't know. So I guess we gotta <laughs> take it seriously then. But I grew up on the Eastern Shore and it's totally, there's like, so? Some eggheads tell us we got to do something. I don't care about that. Yeah. There's no difference in education between those two places. It's you've grown up in a place of public trust. Right. And on the Eastern Shore, they're ignorant. Uh, I mean, uh, they haven't grown up in a place of the public trust. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, Anyway, so we are going to have an extended lightning round uh, where we're going to try to limit the (laughs) the talk on the topics. If you've heard the beeping in the background, I've been keeping time. We're keeping (laughs) this time going. So, um, cause we have so much to get through. There here. is we, a lot that came up this week and we're going to try to get to as much of it as possible without being, you know, uh, four hour long. Again, we're not Rogan. Um, <laughs> yet. I mean, you know, Spotify wants to cut a check. I'm not, saying, uh, I'm not opposed. I would love to quit my job and just do this. I, honestly, here's a promise I made. I'll interview Kanye. I don't care. <laughs> I do. I do a, a 10 minute podcast every single day. I do a 20 minute podcast additional to that twice a week. And then I do a 60 to 90 minute podcast once a week on top of that, as well as live stream nearly seven hours a week. If Sp- I, I have, I have the work ethic Spotify. If you <laughs> cut me a check, I will quit my job. I will be on your app all day, every day. We're Just, not talking about Rogan money. We can, I, I don't need Rogan money. <laughs> we're cheap. We'll come cheap. Well, I mean, compared to Rogan. Yeah, I mean, be well, cheap. yeah, clearly. And to be mm-hmm. fair, uh, I mean, if they built a really nice studio, it's not like I'd go to my apartment anyway. I would just stay <laughs> there. Just like, stay there. <laughs> give me a studio with a shower and I will live there as well. Shower so and a couch is all I need. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody knows somebody at Spotify, you know, like give a shout out or whatever. Uh, but uh, speaking <laughs> Speaking of big companies that have too much power, Google in the yes. news this week. Uh, yeah, so uh, Department of Justice has said that they're going to uh, start an examination into whether or not to break up Google over antitrust violations. And for people who are not old like Rob and I, <laughs> uh, you will not remember Microsoft going through antitrust uh, in the early 90s, right? Nin- mid, mid-90s? Mid-90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a solid, you know... 25 years or so since that has happened so well i was gonna say i remember it started after windows 95 and then uh gates had the balls to drop 98 which was like on everything yeah while they're in the midst of an antitrust negotiation like, yeah oh all right i'm gonna put the thing that it has took to a be while on that, every. That, that's part of the thing that people don't you know like the, we're gonna talk about this now and then maybe in Two or three years, we'll have the conclusion of this at some point when they work through it. I mean, and if not before, because the other thing that happens is it's an investigation, but it's also a negotiation the entire time. Yeah. And some at some point, Google lawyers will identify what is the thing that you are looking at that makes you think that this violates antitrust. Right. And what can we do to address that? Yeah. Because I think you had an interesting point that this is not standard oil. They are not basically controlling everything from the ground to the car. Well, that's not true. They do, but... Yeah, I mean, so what's interesting about this is it's like a monopoly by choice as opposed to one that's being forced upon people. So, like, you know, like, Google is in search. That's their first business. So you can... There's lots of search engines. You can go to Yahoo. You can go to... You can ask Jeeves. You can ask Jeeves if you wish. That's still around. Hey, let me Google and see if Ask Jeeves is still around. (laughs) Hang on a sec. (laughs) But, I mean, like, at a certain point, you're going to have to... Like, you know, like, the reason why Google search is so much better or so much loved... (laughs) 
Did you Google it? Ask Jeeves is still a platform. <laughs> Ask.com. But yeah, yeah, Ask yeah. Jeeves was their guy. Right. Uh, that is crazy. I can't believe they're still in business. Who's who? Who's okay. keeping Ask my alive? Dad. My dad's the one who's <laughs> he, my dad is the guy who's Googling Ask.com and then going to Ask.com to ask his question. Your, your dad's the one who goes to Google and says, like, can I like, ask Jeeves something? <laughs> yes. So, um, but yeah, uh, please put me in touch with Jeeves. You uh, you guys don't remember Ask Jeeves. Uh, Yahoo started yeah. out as a search engine primarily. Right. Um, hmm? Oh, Bing is yeah, a search oh, that's engine. Right, Bing. <laughs> that's right. Bing. Poor Bing. Uh, uh, no, but I mean, Jonah, like, Jonah, what's his name? Was this spokesperson for Bing? And he was doing like, look how fast Bing is as opposed to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, I like the reason why they're so successful is not because they like crushed the rest of the competition. They just crushed them by being better. Yeah. And I mean, along the way, Google has been able to do exactly this. And I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with Google. Clearly there are very serious issues with privacy and how much data they have and what they have of you and the file that they basically put together on you to be able to make sure that you get the most concise advertising you want mm-hmm. uh but you know you also sign up for this this is all part of the agreement i, I gave between, it to him yeah like you you uh you give up that 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 information for free for the free product that you get you're you're paying for it in data as opposed to money and let me say to the antitrust investigators i've done this willingly for two reasons one their free products are awesome yeah. and i have chosen to be in the google sphere uh, and by the way, yeah, Android Android is the takes over the market because they gave that away for free too. Yeah, like, that's free. Put it on whatever phone you want to put it on. It's fine. It's open source. It's yeah. literally. But the other reason I did that is because I'm relatively sure that at this point in my involvement in the Google universe, if something tragic was to happen to me, that they could recreate my personality completely in some form of AI. And I could be, I survive forever. And <laughs> don't you want me to be the ambassador to some future civilization doesn't that make everyone happy and not terrified completely? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on this one, and uh, if anything comes of it, but I'm sure the government's main focus is on how much cross platforming is going on here. Because yeah. if you're writing an email in Gmail that says like, "Oh man, I really need to get a new vacuum cleaner." And then all of a sudden in Google search, you're seeing a lot of vacuum cleaner ads and you never said anything about it other than in this one email. Yeah. Then there could be a case that because you have such a diversified business and you're letting them talk between them, you're giving yourself an unfair advantage against the rest of the market who doesn't have the access to the information you have. See, and I hate that, too, because I forget about things so easily and I'm reminded uh, this uh, Facebook's the same thing. I forget about stuff that I've searched for or have talked about. And then mm-hmm. I see an Instagram ad and I'm like, this is exactly what I was looking <laughs> for. And I forgot. Awesome. And then I spend money. And then seven weeks later, some product from China shows up at my door and I'm like, wait, didn't we talk about wireless earbuds? And you're yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, I think I bought some. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. It's, it's, it's weird though. Cause I mean like, you know, I, I think, in a way, it, as much as like spying and gathering pers- personal information is unsettling, I I am more happy. I think that I get ads that are relevant to what I want at the very least. If I'm gonna get ads, I'd rather it be something like that's useful. To I don't want to get tampons or something like that yeah. because they need to advertise tampons to everyone because women and men could be watching this at any given point in time, and yep. you don't know. And but if they can specifically say like 
we don't need to advertise the men on Facebook about tampons, then you can cut out that part of the market share. If you put it on CNN as like a, a advertisement. Yep. You're just hoping that as many people see it as possible. I mean, and listen, when we when Spotify signs us and we're trying to do ads for our podcast, we want to make sure that it's only reaching people who are going to want to see it. So, you know, those uh, on the extreme left politically, those who want to make movies, those uh, QAnon people, that'll be random just because you know, we talked about it that one time. Um, but uh, speaking of things that are disconcerting, Corey, by the way, yeah. another topic this week, I'm starting to agree with the Catholic Church, and I don't know how this is going to impact me in the future. Oh, they finally turned you. Uh, well, I mean, it's, first of all, I got that Christian guilt. You, you understand the guilt. <laughs> it's not guilt, Catholic, yeah. but it's Christian. And uh, so I always have that deep within me. Um, and I think you put it aptly. See what happens when you put a Jesuit in there? Yeah. You put a Jesse in charge and things just go crazy. Man, the Jesse's. They're, um, all, <laughs> they're always pushing buttons. But yeah, uh, so uh, Pope Francis, who, and I don't want to get too far into it. I was, uh, by the way, just as a as an aside, mm-hmm. I always liked that, like, you know, if you went to Catholic school in Maryland, it was Loyola or, you know, like some sort of like saint of perpetuous sorrow or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, and then you go to the Jesse school and it's friends. <laughs> Come to friends school. Yay. <laughs> um, but uh, so Pope Francis, uh, we, we talked about this. A long time ago. Uh, this would have been 2014, which would have been the first year of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, Corey argued that that uh, before gay marriage was legalized by yeah. the Supreme Court uh, in 2015 or so, it's been a long time, we've done a lot of episodes, that, um, that g- going with civil unions and then working on the church angle, and then once the church is on your side, basically saying like, well, listen, government's giving me a civil union. I can get married at a Catholic church. Why are we not just basically equalizing all of these things? What does yeah. it matter? And it took um, it, it took what everything always takes. When you get the white European men out of the way, all of a sudden <laughs> progress just happens. Get the junior Nazis out and bring in a Brazilian, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, you get a uh, a Jesuit Brazilian guy into the uh, to the the Holy See, and all of a sudden he's like, you know what? Um, I've been reading the words in red. I don't see anything specifically in here. Um, oh, and old, other old white guys. Uh, yeah, I had a conversation with God. If you were the Pope, you'd understand. I can actually <laughs> talk directly to him. Um, I just go in the closet. I close it. I'm like, your excellency. And he talks to me. <laughs> and he said, nah, that's cool. So uh, it's going to be cool now. Everybody cool with that? <laughs> in between bong hits, God's just like, yeah, it's cool. First of all, why can I picture... Can I, why can I picture Pope Francis just like getting high in some <laughs> in the closet? I'm talking to God, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, where's where's the uh, where's the Holy Father? And he's like, oh, he's conversing with God. And like the door pops open, smoke comes rolling all right. out. All right, now we've had a Jesuit. I think we need to have a pothead in the papacy. All right, we need First to we need to we need to just get some <laughs> Pope Cheech the Third to just walk out and just. <laughs> Just be like, yo, man, what's up? What's with all this uh, hating on each other's neighbors and shit, man? That ain't cool. I'm sensing that there is a screenplay here <laughs> that is just red box uh, goal. It's all I need goal. to do is get Cheech Marin involved. I got to find. Well, listen, you can get Cheech or you can get Chong. Either way, <laughs> I feel like it works no matter what. And if you get one, you probably get the other. So, Or I could just get Jeremy Strong to read. Redo his uh, character from uh, Trial of Chicago 7. Yep. Get some get some real acting sheen on that thing, you know? But, and, but then it's just another white guy. That's why I think you yeah. got to go with the person of color because history would show that the well, white Chong's guys... Well, Chong's a Canadian, so... Yeah, white <laughs> guys are the guys who are, uh, you know, 
not opening all things up, <laughs> even if they're political. So. Yeah. But uh, big step for the Catholic Church. I'm yeah. glad they've they've joined the party. Um, and again, like I'm I'm not wild about civil unions as far as like that as an alternative to marriage. But as I was saying back when civil unions were on the table at places where marriage was not, mm-hmm. I would rather take the civil unions and then continue fighting from there because there was a lot of like wasn't Kentucky like offering like a civil union partnership thing that you Domestic could do through the partnership. Yeah. But yeah. like effectively, if I remember correctly, exactly. Most the of the, most of the coverage that you would get from being married was the same under the partnership. Yep. You just didn't get a marriage certificate. You didn't. Yeah. You just didn't get the exact certificate. And, yep. but like legally legal protections were essentially the same. Yep. Uh, I would have just taken, you know, and again, I'm not part of the gay community who, who really decides what they want at the end of the day. I'm also willing not to part of the community is getting married. So, I mean, well, I mean like I'm willing ever. to be, I'm willing to, to fight alongside what they want, but I'm saying like at, at the end of the day, it's not my decision to make, but right. I would have taken that. That would have been, I would have taken that and fought for more after I had it. You know, it's so much easier to do it that way. Yeah. And, and I'm of the opposite belief. And I think that we are in the same position we were back in 2014 where I'm like, why is government in the marriage business to begin with? Let's yeah. give everyone a civil union and just say, if you want marriage, go to a church apparently the Catholics will get it done for you now. Who knew? But if you want us, if you want the government to recognize you and give you tax benefits and let you go see your spouse in the hospital, civil union, that's what you want. Yeah. Don't worry about the marriage. Church gives you a marriage certificate. We give you a, a union paper or whatever. Yeah. Also, I just like the government giving out union papers. <laughs> um, but, uh, things I don't like the government doing, um, lying to grand jurors and keeping them from having justice come out. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the lawsuit between, two of the grand jurors in the Brianna, uh, Brianna Taylor trial mm-hmm. and that they were suing to unlock the transcripts and also to be able to talk about what happened. And apparently the court said, okay, that's fine. You should be able to, there's no reason to keep it secret. And then we learned that they probably should have let it keep secret. Um, because the grand jury was blocked from even considering homicide against any of the police officers. Yeah. So that is, like, and that came from Cameron, apparently, yes, the, the uh, attorney general of Kentucky. It's unbelievable mm. that you don't just present them with, here is the least charge you can go with, here is the greatest charge you can go with, meaning, like, theoretically, the facts here could support this. I'm going to tell you, they don't. Yeah. But you could find that they did. Um, uh, Corey sneezes. Roberto, four weeks later, dies because he had a cold and he went to the hospital. Now, that is not intentional homicide, but could I make the facts look like maybe that was an intentional homicide? Yeah. Sure. Because if could you're you a prosecutor, sway the jury in the- <laughs> if you're a prosecutor, you present all the evidence yeah. and I could find some, some and you, angry <laughs> tweets. You also don't have to worry about the defense coming in and objecting to anything or saying that's not relevant or that doesn't matter to the case or anything like that. Yeah. So, so. then to say you are going to limit it and tell the jury not only do you not get murder, murder one, but you cannot consider homicide at all. Yeah. These officers, I'm going to tell you, officers were acting within the color of their state authority, which means homicide's off the table. Here's what you can look at is unconscionable. And so I, once again, I think that everyone who was protesting was angry. Some of them directed that anger at the grand jury, but from what I can tell based on the information that's come out, they gave the worst charge they possibly could give to someone in this case. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just like dereliction of duty. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, 
The problem is, much like we said when the grand jury results first came out, we knew that this whole thing was going to end up like this. Yeah. But we just didn't know how they went about doing it. Now we know how they went about doing it, and it's all the more sickening because everyone was <laughs> there. There was a whole sh- charade of like we're going to care about Breonna Taylor, and so that was clearly never in. Louisville or Kentucky's interest to no. do. I feel like they, they made the they bet. They cut the check with the family. They made the bet. We're going to pay them off, yeah. and then it won't matter to the family, and we're going to get out of this. It'll be a little bit of like. Except for the family's money. been doing nothing but saying this shit is bullshit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you you figured wrong. Sorry about that, boys. <laughs> Are the um, checks, checks officially cashed, right? You guys fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the other part of that is I imagine somebody on the grand jury had some sort of legal training or watched a lot of Law & Order. Yeah. Because... They could have done dereliction of duty charges against the, the three officers that are the focus got nothing. It was the one, the fourth guy who fired yeah. wildly. And I think if I was on that grand jury, which they wouldn't put me on because again, lawyer, I would have been like, no, no, no charges for any of these guys. Cause if they go to trial on this double jeopardy against a murder trial, like yeah. they, this statement of facts has been decided. They are guilty or not guilty of a crime based on these facts it, that you could argue w, double jeopardy to charge them with murder in the future. No, let them walk now. We'll get somebody else, and in the future, another group will be able to actually go for homicide against them. So. Yeah, but it's sad. I mean, what are you gonna? It it's sad, but uh, disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah. Welcome to America. Speaking uh, of sad, we had a final debate <laughs> in this co- last week. Yes. Uh, Wait, we, Corey, I'm gonna tweet while you talk. Go ahead. <laughs> We decided that we weren't going to uh, do a live show afterwards because I didn't realize that the debate was happening until about 10 minutes before it happened. So I was like, oh, well. And I actively decided to um, to take an activity I would have preferred to do here and just do it in a video game. And by that, I mean drop into Warzone and start using firearms on the street. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you always have to do it. I uh, know. But uh, so... I, I did watch some of the videos. I also figured that the highlights were going to show me everything I wanted to see anyway. Yeah. What are we going to hear? Uh, Joe Biden's going to be for something. Trump is automatically going to be against it, even if it doesn't make sense to be against it because it's supported by most people. Um, and Trump may have in the past also been for something. Like Trump has been pro-choice in the past, but yeah. Biden's pro-choice. I can now not be pro-choice at all. I have to be like... Well, he's also got to be a Republican now, so... But yeah. he doesn't have to be a life begins at conception Republican. Right. There's a lot of gray area in between, but he's going with life begins at conception. So, I mean, the whole thing was, you know, more of the same. It wasn't as it was more like a regular debate. And I think that the people who really support Trump will say that this was his best performance. Which it was, uh, I, you know, I, I, I find it hard to argue that it wasn't his best performance. His best performances are not on the same level as Joe doing a regular old job. Yes. So uh, there's that. I think the mute button worked, but I also don't think that Trump was going to interrupt this time. Well, I I thought you made an interesting point, which was just that uh, going into this, it it was his best his best performance. But that's because he already knew, like, I'm not going to get away with the hijinks from the last time. So I'm going to have to play this one straight. And then but again, once he plays it straight. What's the point of watching? I know where you guys both stand, are, and they're not going to let you actually debate, well, really. Yeah, and I mean, the the real problem is that, like, it's not like we're going back and forth on issues. Like, Biden is trying to bring up issues, and Trump is trying to bring up whatever the latest storyline is on yeah. H- Tucker Carlson. And if you're not in that world, 
The problem is if you don't watch Fox News at all or don't take in Breitbart or don't read the New York Post or anything like this, then like you're you're putting yourself in a position where you just don't know what the fuck that he's talking about. Yeah. And he's like bringing up Hunter Biden like like I know all the all the things that are like because there are like really unspeakable rumors that gets spread around the right wing yeah. internet. Oh, you that, mean QAnon? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where you find out about this shit like two weeks later where it's just like, well, what, am I, what is this story about? Well, it's already been disproven. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, All right. well, great, I guess. I, I mean, I think that it's, I think the only thing that Biden could have watched to prepare for this is the episode of the Chappelle show where he pretends to be the first black president going to Congress <laughs> where he's like, I don't know about you guys, but I think life begins at conception. You oh. got to outlaw this abortion thing. No, that was uh, that was uh, Key and Peele Key and Peel. with uh, Obama yes. negotiating with the Republicans. And yeah. then they're like, uh, no, a woman's right to choose is important. Oh, got me there. All right. <laughs> really bending me over the barrel here, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, like That's what Biden, <laughs> the only way anything would have progressed is for Biden to walk in there and just be like, you know what? Free market needs to reign. Uh, we got to have to let things go because Trump, I think, by automatic would be like, what? No. We need to intervene more in the economy. In fact, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sign a bill tonight that is going to put money in your pocket. Have Biden walk up on the stage just being like, you know what? I love white supremacy. And he's just like, fuck the Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and if we can find that, put the link. Because I, I just realized also that came out like 15 years ago. So the likelihood that anyone actually knows that it probably was 2006. And yeah. uh, I'm like, that was out last year. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched it on streaming like a decade after it actually came out on TV. So that's cool. I'm old. All right. Um, so speaking of old, Mitch's hands were in the news this week. Yeah. And his face. Uh, yeah. So, uh, again, if you don't, if you're not in, I think this is a Politico kind of thing. Like you have to be in politics, but, um, I saw some memes. So maybe the cool kids will know about this. Yeah. Um, there, uh, you haven't watched Lovecraft Country, right? Have no. You? Okay, so there's a character on Lovecraft Country. It's not. Uh, I'm not going to give a spoiler. I'm just going to say, he. You think he's white, and he is white, but he. Uh, they use magic. There's mag- It's a world of magic, mm-hmm. and uh, at some point he almost died, and he used a spell to put his head on a donor body, and by donor body I mean the cops murdered a black guy and put his head on the guy's body mm. and his hands look basically like Mitch's hands look like. And I think I sent you the picture that was like, I wonder if this is what Mitch has going on underneath. Like <laughs> that dude is a white, the guy from Lovecraft country, white supremacist, um, blatantly homophobic and, and against people of color and really wants to put people in their place, Yeah, which sounds a lot like Mitch McConnell. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if maybe the writers of the Lovecraft country knew something we didn't. So maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Let's, let's put that in the, in the QAnon, uh, <laughs> I gotta start my own. This is R anon. Welcome to R anon. Um, <laughs> I've thought about it. I really, I really have. I was just like, why don't I just create like an anonymous thing and just put up bullshit on the internet and see how much of it takes? Like, hey, you're a writer, man. You can come up with some crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, but th- here, the bigger point, all conspiracies aside, is the that problem is that like mine would have like subtext and like reason behind <laughs> no, it. No, nope. like I, Too I, much. I would, I would avoid the childlike wonder of a story about like. Oh yeah, SEAL Team Six is totally dead. <laughs> like Obama killed him. Yeah, like, it's a secret. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, There's what a pizza place that has a sex child ring, trafficking ring in the basement. It doesn't a have a basement. That doesn't have a basement. <laughs> it's definitely down there. But my my reason for wanting to talk about this is kind of the reason for this whole episode, and that's 
old white people are really ruining fucking everything. Yeah. And this is a particularly old white people problem. I, my dad is old. Um, he is also a Republican and I will never come to terms with him on that, but I still love him cause he's my dad. Um, I also just am probably not welcome at home most times. Uh, <laughs> my, my visit home has to be on a limited basis. Cause we get to the point where it's just like, when are you going back to, uh, the Republic of California? Um, because that's how he is. The Democratic Republic of California. The Democratic <laughs> Republic of California. That's right. Uh, but he has this where like he'll bump a door. And the next time I look at his hand, it's just swollen up and bruised. And yeah. I'm like, what the? And he's like, ah, I bumped the door. What? Yeah. And like, oh, I was scratching my face. Half of your face is swollen up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Went a little too hard. It's an old white people thing. We got to stop putting old white people in these positions. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, less than a week or about a week away from being able to take that away from him. If you want to people of Kentucky. So nah. Oh, yeah. There is a much younger much more, some would say, qualified candidate, mm-hmm. someone with military experience who, you know. Much uh, more handsome. Very much more. Very much more. <laughs> um, uh, who will actually represent your interest? Who isn't looking to become a, a multimillionaire, even though they entered with about $70,000 in yeah. personal wealth? Anyway, so Mitch's hands are creepy. Um, also creepy, uh, the Borat movie. Um, yeah. uh, Corey and I both watched that. Reviews are going to be forthcoming, I'm sure. I shouldn't speak for Corey, but there will be a review forthcoming from me. I I uh I hate to do this, but I <laughs> I I feel like I have to side with Rudy Giuliani. Oh no! Here we go. I I uh watching that whole segment. Uh, they didn't really let it get any further than him having his hand down the front of his pants, but it sure did look like he was trying to fix his shirt. Yep. Uh, and hey, I, I'm gonna give him the. We men, we've all been there. Sometimes there's a little adjustment necessary. Well, I mean, like while process. you're while you're down there, you might as well take the time to make a quick adjustment if you need to. Yeah, typically dress left. Yeah, the soldiers moving to the right. You got to redress him back down to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> women listening to this are like, "What the? Fuck are they talking?" <laughs> These about? guys are fucking always thinking about their junk. Now, uh, I, I, th- I think that. Uh, I think if the camera continued to run, if Sasha Baron Cohen did not interrupt, yeah, uh, there might have been more. But I also don't think that uh, they wanted to put the actress in the place of having to fight off Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. So, but I think also she wouldn't have to fight off Rudy Giuliani. She would have had to bait him further, which wouldn't have been as good as what they wanted. In yeah, the and I mean that's the other part. Like you know, like you hear the the because everyone was talking about it in terms of like Rudy Giuliani was laying down on a bed with his pants off and you know like this mm. young girl who's <laughs> was interviewing him and, and you know Borat, Borat runs in and goes she's 15 she's too old for you like you know like all this sounds really bad yeah. and then you watch it and it's like it's still cringeworthy because it's still Rudy being cringy but yeah like also she's definitely putting on the the uh the flirtation a little bit to him sort of like priming the pump for something to happen and, and also, I mean, like she's not 15. He would have no indication that she was 15. Yeah. She did not look 15. And although they pitched her in most of that trailer as like, look how young she is. Yeah. In that scene, she is acting as a professional reporter. Right. And I mean, I guess she is a professional reporter for that matter because she started a, uh, a, a blog and yeah. was actually reporting on stuff. Got taken to the West Wing with no mask because... Yeah. That's how they rock. My favorite, um, the, my favorite line that I saw that didn't even make the movie was she was talking to a reporter from OAN. Yeah. 
And uh, the OAN reporter was going like, oh, all the fake news media on the left and blah, blah, blah. And, and then she brought up the really solid point that I've never actually heard anyone bring up before. And it's like, why do you think all the fake news is only on the left? And then she like went like, <laughs> and you could see the like, the, hello, darkness, my old friend moment. The of rubber just, band <laughs> broke inside. And she's like, oh. wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. Do could I there work for fake news? Could, could there be could there be fake news on the right? Yeah, <laughs> is this a thing? <laughs> and again, uh, I don't want to be in a position of defending Rudy Giuliani. He is cringy and he is creepy and he is really either dumb or just a puppet and he doesn't care what he says. But yeah. in this situation, I was waiting for the other thing. And <laughs> I read an interview where Sasha Baron Cohen said, "I let it go as far as I thought I could," and then I rushed in because the safety of my actress was number one. And I, I believe that that's he thinks that that's true, and I believe that he would protect his actresses. But I also think. I, he I, realized what we talked about that like he she was gonna have to bait him more. This was as good as it was gonna get, and he was gonna be able to say I rushed in to save her. So. I think as a producer, worried about the safety of somebody like it, there's a way that you're watching this like so. I I think you could definitely watch this scene as a Republican and say Rudy did nothing wrong. Yeah, she was flirty with him. He didn't cross a line. He was p- tucking in his shirt. Like there's nothing nothing wrong here. Yeah, uh, they were trying to catch him in some something and they didn't. Uh, I can also see how the point of view of Sasha Baron Cohen or any of the producers who's like watching on a monitor somewhere is like, oh, fuck, something's about to happen. If he whips get his in there dick right out, now. what yeah, are we going to do? Get in there right now. Uh, and, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really think there's much of a story here other than it was funny to watch in the context of the movie. Like, yeah. you know, like it was a funny movie. And again, uh, I can't Deeply say. Deeply unsettling, for- but funny. <laughs> like. I, I looked like he was adjusting his T-shirt, but it didn't get any further. And there was a chip. Maybe he would have was about to whip his dick out right before Sasha Baron Cohen came. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they cut the thing about like, oh yeah, he like it was coming out, and that's why I rushed in. I didn't see it. Uh, what I did see was the thirty-second shot before that from the behind where she was leaning over him, taking out the mic. Yeah. And it looked very suggestive before they came back around. To the well, mic. like I said, like there, there's a way that Rudy can have his hand on the the waist of a woman without it being a sexual advance. But and while while you can also read the creepy guy touch touches girl side because he has an opportunity to do so. Yeah. Like you know, I I think that the all all that came before it made it seem like you know like she touched him several times. Yeah. So it it seemed like there are people I hug and like give like big bear hugs to because I know they are accepting it. Like they're like, they're they huggers. look forward to the hug, you know, yeah. like I don't do that to some random person. I just meet for the first time because I don't know what the line is. But if I meet somebody and they're like, Oh my God, you're Corey. And they give me a big bear hug. Then I'm gonna give it right back. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I don't again, like not to say that Rudy, if, Things had continued wouldn't have gone south, but you know, like as far as like calling calling balls and strikes, I don't, I don't, I don't see it here. You know, I, I was gonna say the the there's also the in between where uh, I think all women and all men are aware of the like semi innocuous touch that is looking for. Is, it, is this all right? Yeah. Is this because you can then walk it off with the oh yeah you were leaning on one leg so sorry I was just like holding it. or if it's I just accepted, put my hand here in case you fell yeah. like I wasn't trying to but if there's like a little like rubbing into it and making a move and you're like okay so I could back I could walk this back if I need to but it's also letting her know I'm open if this is yeah could be that too could be any of those things and we will never know because it was stopped yeah I just unfortunately don't think it was unfortunately uh, she wasn't related enough to Rudy for him to make a move on so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, to move on to. You think I'm cousins. the one who's going to get the po- <laughs> podcast soon? There went our Spotify deal right there. Um, but yeah, so uh, in other conspiracy nonsense, uh, apparently Hunter Biden is still in the news, which I don't know why it's a thing. But uh, all, all I want to say, I, th- this is really because it's gotten the QAnon people have really uh, gone all out on this one. And I, I, I need to make it very specific to people because I don't think people know that there is a difference between the news side of an organization and the opinion side of an organization or the entertainment side of an organization. So for instance, Fox news has been sued several times for things that they've said on air that have been, you know, like, you know, uh, an individual sue saying that there was liable or slander for what was said on Fox news. Right. And eventually what it comes to is Bill O'Reilly isn't a news show. Bill O'Reilly is an opinion show. Mm -hmm. So when he says things, they're not based off of things we verify from the news. They're verified by his opinion. O'Reilly's on a show called... (laughs) O'Reilly's on a show called O'Reilly. Hannity's on a show called Hannity. Tucker Carlson's on a show called... Tucker Carlson. Is it Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. These are clearly an opinion show where they are the person holding the opinion. Right. It just happens to be on Fox News. And our news hour is separate and apart from that. And everything on the news hour is certifiable news. Which yeah, because, I don't even I mean, think they do you'll talk to you'll talk to people who, you know, like hate Fox News with the 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 passion of a thousand sons. And at the same time they'll be like, well, there's some really good journalists who do really solid work for yep. Fox News. They're just working for the 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. <laughs> stretch of programming where I was gonna people say, are just trying to get their stocks. Like, there's, it's not- there's somebody somewhere who can say, listen, our planet was a waste, but the empire came and then we got streets and we got roads and the engineers are doing really good work. Stormtroopers, not so much, but the engineers, they're the ones who are really working hard. And I mean, like, so the, the New York Post. I just made up- a Star Wars reference and I realized that I don't think Corey got the Star Wars reference. Yeah. Oh, man. OK, so that was for all of you at home and for Roberto. <laughs> Corey didn't get it. The uh, the New York Post, when they had originally posted their Hunter Biden story, which, by the way, got passed around to all serious news outlets who all passed on. Passed. It. And then it ended up on page six, which is the editorial slash opinion slash or uh, slash entertainment section of the paper. Uh, in fact, this, this being is very, on page six is a thing. It's, yeah. You're on page six. Well, okay. and not only that, but page six is based off of like community or like based off of like uh, if I'm a big celebrity and you work for page six. Yeah. Then I might, you know, like create a relationship with you where I call you from time to time, talk and like create a friendship because at some point I'm going to want you to know that I'm leaving Soho House with the hot new actress. Oh, yeah. And I want you to snap some pictures. So I'm going to call you up and I'm going to be like, hey, just so you know, uh, me and uh, me and Emma Stone are leaving Soho House at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. tonight. You might want to check it out. Like it's funny what old guys think the hot new actress is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no idea who Ana de Armas is, but yeah. Emma Stone's the hot new actress. Well, I was just picking out a name. Okay. I, I was grasping for a name. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but like, yes, yes Miss Kardashian, that <laughs> is what I do. No, but I'm saying like... Why is the paparazzi here? Girl, you called them a half <laughs> hour ago. What said are you I'm leaving, about? yeah. <laughs> of course that's why they're there. They don't just all go like, man, I hope something happens at Mr. Fish tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, like, you know... It, it's like the National Enquirer. Like we used to, there was never a, a way for a National Enquirer story to get the kind of viral Facebook reaches all eyes thing that a New York Post article can yeah. today, a page six story can today. But we used to all look at National Enquirer news like 
uh, you know, like, is Clinton really a secret alien? And we'd say, no. No, of course <laughs> he's not. Clearly not. But somebody told a reporter at page six that I heard something about Clinton being an alien. And then they said, that's good enough for me. And then they wrote the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there there needed to be somebody who said it so that they could type it. But they didn't need to go and fact check it as soon as they got somebody to say it independently, even if it was like, hey, Rob, do you mind saying this out loud for me so I can type it down? Like, But I think also in the end, uh, if the National Enquirer wasn't the National Enquirer yeah. prior to the Facebook age, yeah, it would 100% be shared around as if it's legitimate. And there are National Enquirer websites which say in the about me that they are essentially the National Enquirer. They get passed around Facebook as if they're actual news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This but is, I'm saying, you know, like... Whether or not Hunter Biden did anything, uh, we can uh, sure. Like, uh, uh, I'm I'm fine. Like, if you want to, if you want to figure out whether or not he's doing something corrupt, like, sure. Yeah. Nobody has found any evidence of this so far, but no. You know, if you want to have a hearing, then feel free to have one after the election. But and I knew you will because you can't help yourself. You're gonna spend the next four years having those hearings. It's fine. But you know. Also, at the very end, literally every single scandal that they've tried to peg Joe with, there is a similar, if not worse, scandal on the other side. Yep. So there's a new one about Hunter Biden having a sex tape. There are literally naked pictures of Melania Trump on the on the Internet Yep. from her modeling nude. And besides that, there's a there's a purported sex tape with the president in Russia. First of all, there are several purported <laughs> uh, sex tapes with the president in Russia. One of which has somebody peeing on him. Yeah, so, so you know, like it, that sounds a lot worse to me than Joe Biden's son has a has a sex tape of some kind. Yeah, you know, and like the the idea that Joe Biden is corrupt and is taking money from Hunter Biden's illicit deals, like okay, something worthy of examining. Uh, nobody has shown any proof of this happening so far, yeah. but you know, if you're willing to show me hard factual proof, I'll look at it. But in the meantime. It, Trump is doing worse than like he's he's not paying his taxes. There, there's evidence of that. He has a secret Chinese bank account. There's evidence of that. Mm-hmm. He's paid more money in taxes to China than he has to the United States. There's evidence of that. Yep. There is not Trump defending any of these things other than saying that they're all fake. He won't release his tax returns. He won't do yeah. anything to to put an end to these things. Like, That's fake news. Look over here. Yeah. <laughs> Biden got, you know, 10 percent off of the deal that Hunter Biden did with Burisma. And I'm just like. That I'm coming up with. You that literally fact off had my head. Pence fly across Ireland to stay at your at your golf resort. Yeah, like so. Like, where are we? You know, I don't know. Like, it's just fascinating to me that people are like, talk more about Hunter Biden, and I'm just like, what did he do? Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's not running for president. I don't know what to tell you. Like, we used to all like, it, 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 not us. This is before our time. Even so before not us. Even, yeah. Not even. Not even. Way no, older. No, no. But than even us. in our but time, I mean, though, like the Bush daughters. Oh well, I mean, like, yeah, they were kind of controversial, but we didn't really bring it into the. But election. I mean, like, there was there was uh, Billy Carter like selling Billy beer and stuff like that. Like, Roger Clinton. Yeah, I mean, there's been a long scheme of like you know fuck ups of people who are related to the first family, and yep. we don't really care. George W. Bush. He yeah. was a huge fuck the up son, during the son of George H. W. Yes. Yeah. He huge had that fuck DUI up. once. <laughs> cocaine conviction yeah. then somehow that all disappeared and he got elected president a few years <laughs> later oh that's right he was president <laughs> so i guess when hunter biden goes to run for president in a say, couple of years and then we'll, he we'll was bring a, it all up then his daughters were getting duis and having drug conviction so when they run for president it'll be something else it's all sure. making yeah. sense now um so uh, we're already a little bit long but i know that you wanted to uh bring up one last topic so i'm willing to let 
extend it so we could talk a little sports ball. I'm yes. putting you on a short, short leash. I'm running the timer. You got five minutes. Okay. Go. Is it for both of them? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, World Series. Uh, very exciting the last two games. Mm. Before that, pretty much went by order. But mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we might be pushing a seven here. Yeah. Rob is in conspiracy corner thinking that that uh, the puppet masters at MLB are going to Here's your, your force Rob, a game seven. Your r and update. <laughs> MLB wants it to go seven. It's going to go seven. Just watch and see. <laughs> Maybe somebody will try and steal home plate. and <laughs> That was a good move, though. I like that one. Uh, obviously, rooting for the Dodgers as a as a newly, uh, well, four years now. I was going to say I, newly what? Four <laughs> years as of today. As, a, as an Angelino, I, I'm supporting the Dodgers in their, their quest to win the World Series. So. But this Rays team has been a lot of fun. And I, I just think that uh, if they could manage to find a little bit more money to be able to invest in this team... It could be real hard to beat. It's one of those, like, maybe you shouldn't have bought them out. Maybe you should have just given a little bit more. Yeah, to, yeah. But, like, you made it to the World Series, so what am I really – who am I to judge? You also, know? Uh, shout out to the reporter who showed how America really should deal with everything, which is not the greatest Spanish, but trying to conduct a bilingual interview with a Spanish-only speaking player, translating for everyone. Well, so I, w- I was talking to Roberto about this because I, I think it's w- what's really fascinating to me about that is there have been uh, journalists who speak Spanish fluently who mm-hmm. have handled interviews before uh, post game. So I, I, I specifically remember I think Pedro Gomez and Joanna Cespedes had an interview where he would, you know, feed the question to Joannis in Spanish. Yeah. And then would quickly look towards camera and say, like, you know, in English, like you had a really great game today. What do you attribute that to? And then he would look at Ioannis, and then he'd answer in Spanish, and then he would translate for camera. Yeah. And then he'd ask the question, then he'd translate it, and then he'd ask <laughs> get the answer, translate, you know, like, and it worked really well. John Mioli is not a native Spanish speaker, right. and he has been learning how to speak Spanish because he thought that in a situation like this might come up, and has been sort of offhandedly preparing for this situation. And I mean, now, that, I, I wanted to say applause for doing it, but I, I, there were, there have been native Spanish speakers who have done it before, but for a guy to say, not the thing that most Americans would say, which is you're in America speak English, but to say, no, 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 the game's changing. I got to change with it. I'm going to learn how to speak Spanish. Yeah. So I can do this interview this way. Well, I mean like there, you know, there's a lot of stories of catchers who like <laughs> it, as soon as the, as soon as Latin America became more of a, more of a part of the major league baseball clubhouse. Learn to there speak were, Spanish. Speak Spanish. Like, yep. <laughs> it's just easier. Like you some know. farm boy from Iowa, just yeah. like, all right, get us down for my Spanish class. Well, Here apparently we like Greg Zahn was really great at Spanish. Like, so like he's Canadian, can right? It. Yeah. No, uh, he just played for the blue Jays for a long time. Oh, I thought he was actually Canadian too. I mean, I know he played for the blue Jays. He played other places. He's too, Dempsey's cousin. Is he? Or nephew or something like that. With a name like Zahn, I just think Canadian. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, uh, you got two minutes. Okay. So uh, in Ravens news, uh, right before the Ravens week or the Ravens Steeler week, mm-hmm. Ravens Steeler game, uh, we got Des Bryant signed to the practice squad. Yeah. So we have a new wide receiver to throw to who and, isn't who isn't Antonio Brown. And I was going to say, I, you think you said that this is like the uh, the NBA has its ten uh, day contract. Essentially, yeah. they're trying him out. Well, they they had him in for workouts early on in uh, like before the season started, and apparently he's been staying in shape. So I imagine this is a come in, 
Show us you're in shape. Yep. Practice with us for a week. See how you, see how it goes. And if it looks like there's a spot on this team, then we'll keep you on. If not, we'll let you walk. Like, but you know, this is this is a chance for Des to get back into it. So I imagine he's going to do everything he can to make the most of this opportunity. It also may be a little bit of the Steeler making the Steelers prep for it. Is there a Des? Is there not a Des? Yeah. Is there going to be a Des? And you're like, all right, so uh, we got to run two completely different practices. Do you have? <laughs> Two amazing wide receivers, end of their careers, but two amazing wide receivers or one plus whatever the Ravens have otherwise. I mean, right. They have other amazing wide receivers, but like Des Bryant is Des Bryant. I don't care if he's 45 years old. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and then the big news, uh, uh, just uh, always for for the rest of the time, I imagine I'm going to be saying this at least once a year. Mm-hmm. So it might as well be right now. But thank you to whoever the GM of the Ravens is, whether it was Ozzie Newsom before or whether it's uh, – Fuck, why am I forgetting his name right now when I was leaning up to it, too? Uh, God damn it. Go ahead. I'll search for it. Yeah. Uh, trading for uh, Yannick Ngakwe from the, the Vikings is a masterstroke deal. And let me tell you why. Eric DaCosta. Eric DaCosta. Thank you. God damn it. What? You know, and it's funny because I had his name in my head, like, literally when I started the sentence. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I got to it, I was like, fuck, what is it again? Anyway. Hey, kids, this is what ADHD looks like. <laughs> uh, the... Vikings, when they thought they were going to be a Super Bowl favorite, traded Yannick and Ga- traded for Yannick and Gakwe from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Yeah, uh, and they gave up a second and a fifth round pick to get him for the one year, mm-hmm. uh, and they paid the franchise tag to do so. Uh, Vikings are definitely not going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you've seen their one in five record, mm, but it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, and uh, they were looking to get out of that contract because why not try and get something for it? And the Ravens traded a third and a fifth. For Yannick Ngakwe. Now, he will be a free agent at the end of the year. This is maybe a rental. If you lose him, you get a third-round pick back as a compensatory pick. So you essentially traded him for a fifth-round pick. And he's like the fourth-best player. Yeah, uh, and a Maryland kid, too, which is always nice. Went to the University of Maryland, lives er, from Bowie. Like, all of that works out really nicely. You know, people are super excited. I, I think that... And also, if you look at for, the defense for people who aren't from Maryland, and you look up that kid, he's from a town spelled B O W I E, which Corey just pronounced correctly. Yeah, Bowie. Yes. <laughs> uh, you got to do it with that accent too, or else it's not. Doesn't no, count. I have to imagine that if like somebody on the news, like a stodgy newscaster type, yeah. was just like, "Sad news today out of Bowie, Maryland." <laughs> <laughs> Bowie, Maryland. I just imagine somebody looking at me like. Bowie? Bowie? <laughs> no, that's not how you say it. I tried to get him with Towson, but they did. Nobody, nobody fell for that one either. Um, yeah, I, I'm super excited, and the defense is looking like it's rounding into form mm-hmm. now that we got Dez. Hopefully, that adds an extra layer of security for Lamar. Chiefs are looking and, terrible, or questionable at least. I mean, they lost to the Raiders, yep. so we got that going for us. It was it was a closer game than it seems like against the lowly Broncos. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm 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 excited about the the Raven Steelers this coming week though, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get up early. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't get fucked on this one. That's all. That's all. My only hope. Yeah, let's also hope Rob doesn't die on a scooter at seven thirty in the morning coming <laughs> down here to <laughs> watch to get football. <laughs> all right, I can pick you up. So. No, that's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know the only place. Where you can get the top Ravens news. Well, hang on. No. Yeah. See, because it's not that. But um, you know where else you can find another team that's really rounding itself out? Oh, the other.com. Of course. <laughs> the other.com. Oh, the other on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. 
and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. Oh, I'm sorry, Corey. I just traded our producer for a third round. <laughs> third round. Uh, it's almost amazing. I've had 341 times practicing <laughs> this. Uh, you can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com, forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendsB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, I have the review for Trial of the Chicago 7 Woo! up right now. Uh, I have plans for a lot of interesting content coming up not just movie reviews so keep an eye out for that Mm. and uh yeah i'll I'll probably do a borat or a charm city king before uh before the end of this week so you'll have another review to look forward to wait does that make two in one week what is that two reviews in one week oh no chicago was last week yeah okay all right fine (laughs) i thought you were emulating your favorite (laughs) dear leader over here And speaking of which, of course, you can find me uh, at all social media at Robert and Cheek. More information available at robertandcheek.com. Uh, I do a bi-weekly review show. That's the Everyman Movie Review. You can find that at youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. There's a playlist available there. Uh, or you can find it in podcast form at anchor.fm forward slash Everyman Movie Reviews uh, or wherever you get find podcasts. Uh, that, of course, comes out twice a week, Thursdays and Sundays. If that's not enough content for you, I do a daily podcast just about cool, random, and interesting things. We've talked about the Electoral College over the last couple of days and for another day from now. A little bit about the, uh, the way that the U.S. government works. We're getting back into idioms. Then... I have an episode about some mythical creatures coming up. So a whole lot of content, maybe with some uh, sports or some tech stuff mixed in. If anybody ever figures out how to, uh, you know, find my work ethic. I uh, um, I will have you know that you will have a sports one soon. I've been I've been crafting a script for it. How about that? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so uh, that's available every single day uh, at anchor.fm forward slash Rob Explains. We do a weekly summary every week on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob Explains. Uh, that's not true. It's not at Rob Explains. Uh, get the link off of the uh, the podcast. Yeah. And you can also get it um, uh, wherever you get fine podcasts. Uh, there was one other thing. Oh, uh, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Robert and Cheek, where you can find me playing Warzone really terribly <laughs> and yelling at Roberto because he doesn't know how to communicate um, because he's a kid, so he doesn't really understand that. Um, but uh, so... All kinds of content everywhere. Oh, by the way, we're also doing parody songs every single Friday between now and the end of the year. You're going to have a new parody track. Last week, it was Antifa, which is a parody of Popstar. The week before that, it was Humble, which was a parody of Humble. Uh, and this week, we have another special. The boys in the, or the, the men in the castle are returning for a encore presentation just in time for the election. You're not going to want to miss that. It's out on Friday. Oh, man. Can't wait. All right. Well, I think we've done good here. Oh, wait. Sorry. I forgot one other thing. Also, in November, I'm going to be writing a novel for National Novel Writing Month, and I'm building a team who wants to write their first novel or even their second novel and help support each other. So if you want to do that, come find me on social media. I'm going to be doing that while I also maintain all of this other content that I'm building. And of course, we don't want to forget that Roberto is here for his last week until probably 2021. But uh, you can find him uh, out on his adventures at, at RTOAZN on all social media, including TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, which he never checks. Uh, and he's also on Facebook. And if you are looking for a very qualified actor with a very mediocre look, Roberto is available at all times. Uh, he also does uh, voiceover work, and he's pretty fantastic with the voiceover work. So uh, you can... Uh, Reach him on social media for contacts about that. Now we're good to go. Sorry. Well, I think we've done good here today. I think we've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey and Roberto, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. 
Okay, now that we're officially off the podcast, should we make a list of all the things that Roberto is bringing back from Mexico? Yeah, absolutely. But my bladder's so, about to explode. Hang on, let me go. So more meat, fabuloso, uh, trash bag full of weed. <laughs>